This is Faith. And this is Anna. And this is Let's Just Go For One, a podcast about kind of normal women talking about kind of normal things. This is our dedication to all the good feels that come from just spending even just a half hour with your bestie. All topics include celebrities, to motherhood, to marriage, to divorce, to wellness, astrology, and the latest beauty trends. Whether you're at your desk, in your car, working out, or just enjoying some alone time. Hey, Faith. Hey, Anna. Let's just go for one. Well, now we're on to part two of our motherhood episode, and this is not for the faint at heart. (laughs) We kick it off with the dedication to all of our new moms and everything they had to endure in COVID, because this year was hard for all of us, but extra hard for you guys. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And also, if you're wondering how we really feel about motherhood, this episode is for you. (laughs) And we really dive into like kind of the social media market for mothers versus Uh what it really is. Yeah. So if you're a new mom, listen to the dedication and then stop. Yeah. Immediately (laughs) stop after that because we're going to get real, real about what's going on. So the one thing that I wanted to give the one, whatever, dude, the people I wanted to give a shout out to, that was hard for me to figure out, um, are people who became new moms last year. Yes. Oh my God. Because number one, this is not how motherhood usually goes. (laughs) So don't let this be. Uh, your intro to motherhood. And, and also all the little celebrations you normally get. Gender reveals, baby showers, all those things. For a lot of those moms got canceled. I know. And I feel like they were robbed of the really good stuff. And it was like, oh, no, you're just going to gain a ton of weight, pop out a child. Your body's going to hurt. Everything's going to be hard. And you didn't even get a shit ton of gifts. And um, I think you missed the point of motherhood. there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, these poor moms had to go through all the bad stuff and couldn't even get the fun stuff. Actually, it's really setting them up for what motherhood is, is what it's doing. You're the most prepared. But so, like, a good example, like, so I'm thinking about the people, the women in my life who had babies last year. And, like, the hard part of, like, not having your parents there to help you. Yes. Like not having that huge support system. Some people couldn't have husbands in the room. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like depending on how people were testing and things like that. I mean, or sonogram visits they had to do by themselves. Right. Yeah. And like the, I could not have gotten through like the newborn stage without my mom, without my sisters, without my friends, without having that huge support system to like for people just to come over and be like, hey, like here, I brought you some food. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, how's it going? Like, I mean, and then to be in the middle of that, having a newborn is a fucking terrifying. Yes. Terrifying. You do not sleep. So you can't even have like someone come over and watch the baby while you like go, I don't know, shower or take a nap. Right. And plus, like, now that's a whole year of your baby's life where they haven't been around anybody. Right. I know. It's super sad. Like, they were totally robbed. Yeah. You know, I think anyone going through any big life experience in the past year, Mm -hmm. you know, it just adds up. But yeah, especially for death. Yeah death, weddings, babies, yeah. um, you know, any sort of significance. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, definitely. I feel so bad for new moms and I feel like they're just like rock stars. I mean, all moms are rock stars. Let's just get into that for a hot second. I mean, and the whole reason why, and of course, like Anna and I can go and bitch and vent, but then we can be self-aware enough to like rewind and be like, okay, this is where it comes from guys. Right. Because the bottom line is as moms, we have a hard time creating boundaries for ourselves. Yeah. Because as a mom, your job is to give everything you have to everyone else. Well, I mean, and I think that's where society has failed us. Yes. Because that's Agreed. not, that's not how it should be. Right. I'm sorry. Like, right. listen, it's like that whole analogy that we used before where, you know, the, um, the airline safety thing where put your fucking oxygen mask on first before you help anybody else. So, but this is how we've been programmed that we need to give everything to our kids, that we need to do all of this stuff. And if you do that and it makes you happy, that's amazing. That's amazing. But if you do that and you're like, I don't like this. Like this does not feel good to me anymore. Right. Then I don't think those people should be shamed. Right. Like I don't go to all of my kids sporting stuff. Okay. Right. And I I don't feel bad about that. Well, there's only one of you, so you can't. Exactly. And (laughs) because I'm like, it is literally impossible. Yeah. Unless you splice yourself. (laughs) Right. And like, I want to be there all of the time. Like I, I have relied so much, especially having six jobs the past year. (laughs) Like I relied so much on the other parents to like Mm -hmm. drive my kid home. And I hate that. I hate that so much. Like I hate having to rely on people for that. But also I recognize, okay, so it's that, or my kid doesn't go home. Like, right. What am I going to do at this point? It's just, it's so much, it's so much. And I think that it's okay for us to say, this is too much. Mm -hmm. I finally have gotten to a really healthy place as a mom where I realized that I can't be it all, Mm -hmm. not do it all, Still trying to figure out how to do it all because I think as a mom and as just a competitive person, I'm just freaking always (laughs) pissing myself off and pushing myself. But I've learned that I can't be it all. Like I said, one of the best things that Keely could do is get a job and have a boss because she needs to learn to be accountable to another adult that is hard on her. That is not me because I can say things to my kids a thousand times, but they need to hear it from someone else. And I am humble enough to say I need my kids to have as many experiences with other adults or people in authority as right. possible. Right. Because, and it was funny because my girlfriends, so my friends are all having babies now mm-hmm. and my kids are obviously older. So it was funny because we were in a group text and she was like, oh my God, the teenage years, like when that happens, we're coming to you for advice. I said, don't fucking come to me. Yeah. I go, I can't give you advice. My advice is it takes a village. I said, I need my mom, my mother-in-law, fellow parents. Yeah. I said, a therapist, yeah. teachers, my daughter's boss. I need all of us to help raise my child. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't be all those things. And when I try, I'm mentally exhausted. Yeah. So I can do as much as I can, but I can't be everything. My kid needs those people in her life. She needs other people in her life because I'm never, first of all, going to be able to fulfill everything my daughter needs emotionally or mentally. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do things physically because that I have a little more control over. Mm -hmm. But the emotional mental part, I've like fully accepted and 
and acknowledge that for my daughter to be a full, complete person, emotionally, mentally, it's going to take life experience. And that is outside of what I am teaching her. Right. I think when she's younger and those smaller years, I think it's very imperative that I'm there for all that because they're not exposed to that. But now that right. she's at an age where she can have that exposure, mm-hmm. I think it's mandatory for her to learn these things about because at the end of the day, it's about her learning how to be and how to, and figure out who she is. Mm-hmm. And she will not learn who she is from solely her experience with me. Right. I'm going to be one piece of the puzzle of all the people in her life that affect her. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually trying to expose her to as many supportive, aware adults in her life as possible or friends or mentors or whatever it is, because I need her to know that like, she's not going to come to me for everything. And I understand that. And I'm not offended by that. Like, it's funny because physically I try to do as much as I can emotionally and mentally. I'm fully aware I can't. And I don't, I'm, I'm good. Like I have total peace with that. Mm -hmm. And there are times where I'm like, you don't want to pick up the phone and call me, call Alex Nemley, call Aunt Sarah. I'm not going to be the one with all the answers for you. And I'm telling you that right now, but you have people like a library of people at your use and don't ever take that for granted. So it doesn't need to be me, but it needs to be someone. And I've given you enough people in your life to support you that you should have someone to call. And if it's not me, I'm okay with that. You know, and it's just like I tell my friends, I'm like, it takes a village because it really can't be me when they're younger. Yeah, you can control all that. Yeah, exactly. But as they get older, you really have to relinquish that. And I think for me, um, I think the hard thing is, is that like I work so much and do so much that I have no problem with my time not at work to be with my kids and do those things because I'm not with them as much as I would like to be. Mm -hmm. I think when it gets starts when it starts to feel really complicated where I feel like I am really out of whack and the canoe's going to tip mm-hmm. is like you said, when I have like uh, friends or my parents or people mm-hmm. that I do not want to say no to. So I don't give them boundaries because they help me with my kids. They help me with our lives. They help make things better. They help. But the thing is, is that they have more right now to give me than I have to give them. Right. But I'm trying to give them back the same that they're giving me. And I just can't because the little bit I have left is only going to my kids. Right. And then none of it's going to me. So like today's a good example. Like I just feel like I'm not going to ever say no to my mom. I'm not going to say no to my mother-in-law because they are my mom and my mother-in-law and they should not hear no. So it's hard to, like you said, create that boundary mm-hmm. with people who endlessly love you. I know. And support you. And support you. And it's hard to make that boundary without thinking you're going to offend them. Or even with good friends. Like, I have great friends in my life that are like, can we do this? Can we do this? And I'm like, whether their kids are either babies, so they're still like, the the hard thing for them would be to get a sitter. Right. But they don't have kids at the age where they can't do things because their kids have things. Right. Which is a little different. Yeah. And so like, you know, well, if we get a sitter, we can do this. I'm like, oh, Kelly is a musical. Then she has work. Then Kenny has a hockey game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. at, I'm just at a very 
I, and I also realize that where my kids are in their life, they are just extremely busy. So our life is going to be extremely busy right now, not even for our things, but for their things. Yeah. So trying to add any other adult relationship in your life on top of that feels like you're juggling two balls and then people start throwing saws at you. <laughs> and you're just like, I can't do this. But it's good people in my life who deserve that much out of me back. I just, I don't have it to give. Yeah. Because you're taking the last bit of energy I have that I actually really need for myself. So I don't have a complete fucking mental breakdown. That's but the thing. How do you make that boundary with people who don't give you a boundary in their life? Right. Well, yeah. No, That's I totally get thing. that. It, it is. And I think too that like all of us are so busy. So I think there's also a guilt associated with, well, I kind of got a lot of stuff going on right now, but also acknowledging that like that person has a lot of stuff going on right now too. So I think like there's a, a, a way to do it where, and there have been times when like friends have asked me to do stuff and I'm like, I like... I almost get anxiety because I'm like, I don't know when I can even fit that in. Right. And I've been terrible at being able to juggle things. Right. I've been terrible at it. And right. I'm like, I can't. But it's not. And you also don't want to damage those friendships. too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Or relationships. Yeah. But right. I think that when you have those friendships or those relationships that when you're just honest, like. I kind of got a lot of kid shit going on right now. Like, I don't really know what's going on, but I do really want to hang out with you. Can we, like, I've been doing, um, trying to do a better job of booking things in the future. We're like, I know. And also on the weekends that I don't have my kids, I would always like overbook myself. Like I would always sure. have something going right, on. Cause you're like, Oh, that's a free weekend to yeah, give myself like, to I everyone know, else. Right. Like I know I won't have a sitter. I right. know I'll it, it or right. I won't have to get a sitter and stuff. Right. Like I know it'll be. And especially then those weekends start to become so busy that you like resent them. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, I need to dial that back because I'm doing too much. So now I try to have at least one day when I have nothing going on. Plus like, I also need to take care of this house. Like, right. and in the summertime, you have so much more responsibility. Like I got to mow my damn lawn, build I was shutters, literally. Yeah. Ex- I got to build shutters. <laughs> I got to use my husband's saw. You got to like, get your lumber. <laughs> I got to get that arc built. That's not going to build itself. <laughs> but like I was, um, I was mowing my back lawn in between meetings the other day. Oh my God. Like, this is what my life has come to where I'm like, I got 40 minutes. I can totally get the back done. I have not mowed the front yet because I haven't had time. (laughs) I'm like, this is terrible. Like, this is really what is happening right now. But it really is. And I think that we're so like, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. Right. And we don't want to make them. So we end up like hurting ourselves. Exactly. That's kind of what we do. And once you're a mom, like, I mean. I've got friends that have like four kids, man, and they have a ton of shit going on all of the time. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And like, sometimes it's better when your kids are closer in age because they can all be doing the same thing at the same time or be on the same teams. But it's like, I mean, I think the important thing is acknowledging everyone has shit going on. Yeah. Whether they have kids or not, like everybody has stuff going on. Yeah. And just acknowledging that and just saying, you know what, like this week, 
super sucky for me. Like I got a lot of shit going down. And also like, I'm not going to feel bad about needing a day to like for myself. Right. Like I'm sick of feeling guilty about that. Oh, I feel guilty about that all the time. I know. I never have it. Yeah, exactly. And I think <laughs> like it, it's just. Right. And then I feel bad penciling that in. Yeah. When I have people that I feel like I owe to hang out with because you like know. I love them, you know. Yeah. It's not yeah. that you don't want to hang out with them. It's it, just it's like. not that. When it gives you anxiety and you're like, I don't know when to fit that in. I'm definitely getting to a point in my life where I'm about to like literally like I feel like I'm about to like do that thing where you just like I can't think of an even (laughs) building to go in your arm like an (laughs) evil villain where all of a sudden they just go and go and go and go. And then they're just like, ah, and then like everything wipes out to nothing around. them. Yeah. And by accident. Yeah. Because like they just like killed everything because they just lost their shit. Yeah. I feel like that's going to happen to me soon. And I don't know how to tell people no, because we are moms. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard. And I think even as women. Yeah. As women women in general. Yeah. Like you don't want to tell people no. And then like you said, then I feel bad because I'm like, everyone has shit going on. Why can't I handle my shit? Everyone else is, you know what I mean? Nobody's handling their shit though. Nobody's handling handling their shit. Everybody feels guilty. Every working mom feels guilty because they feel like they don't spend enough time with their kids. And every stay at home mom feels guilty guilty because they're like, what the hell is going on right now? Well, I think stay at home moms feel guilty because they feel like they have to do all those things. Right. Like like if they don't, right. If they don't like, if like if you're a stay at home mom, oh, dinner has to be cooked. The house right. has to be clean. Right. That's fucking bullshit, man. No doubt. Those kids are home all day, especially yeah. during COVID. Yeah. It's going to look like a fucking wreck. So when you when uh, your spouse comes home from work or whoever comes home from work. Yeah. And the house is a mess and dinner isn't made. And the kids are like, one's got a diaper on since 8 a.m. And you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't get it. You didn't work today. It's oh, like, you have I'm no gonna, fucking idea. Excuse me. I'm going to take your ass out in a second. Right. It's no. like, it's hard on mom. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I have tried to explain this to Josh because it like, I don't know if there's some kind of a sensor or what. Literally, the only time my kids need something is when I'm on a call. <laughs> and they will. They get like the green light. Yeah. Oh, mom's busy. This is a perfect time to ask her. Yeah. yeah. And like, so right now I'm trying to work on boundaries with my kids because they don't <laughs> understand them at all. And I was like, okay, so if I'm on a call, here are the reasons why I should be interrupted. There is a fire. <laughs> Someone has been stabbed. <laughs> Someone <laughs> is bleeding profusely. Someone is trying to take you. Yeah. Those are the only times that you should be interrupting me because I have let, and it is my fault. I have let them continuously. And then I get pissed off because it continues to happen. And I'm like, I'm the one perpetrating this behavior. Yeah. Like I'm the one who's not building that boundary. So now it's my responsibility as their mother to be like, here's the list of things we need to sit down and do. Listen, I had a whole teletherapy session on, and this is like, we are getting real, like raw and authentic here. I am seriously concerned because sometimes I don't even like my kids. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like that. They're my kids for fuck's sake. Right. I love them. I would do anything for them. But how do you navigate when like, 
Right. We're different personalities. Right. 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 Like, Absolutely. 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 And it's my shit. It's not their shit. It's right. my shit. I'm the one being triggered when they interrupt me because then I'm like, oh, because then my inner demons of like, they don't respect me. And they're right. <laughs> like, my job isn't as important as theirs. Well, as parents, we're constantly projecting our oh own shit God. on their kids. All constantly. of the time. All, our childhood oh. trauma is just on a fucking reel in our head going through it yes and then these are kids are the ones who are dealing with it so I'm talking to my therapist about this and like I said I have studied a lot about trauma I know stuff about it I've been working with it right and she's like okay so can I ask you something I'm like yeah sure go ahead as like <laughs> I have like fucking broken down yeah. the entire time she's like your kids are alive right I go, yes. She's like, they're healthy. I go, for the most part. She's like, do they feel loved? Do they feel like you have a safe space for them? I go, I think so. She's like, can't that be enough? And I was like, amen. Like my amen. Can it be enough? We have been going on this hamster wheel for, a, I mean, we were on a hamster wheel and then it came to an abrupt halt. Yeah. Somebody threw like a stick in the spokes and it came to a halt. And then all of a sudden we are like, what do we do? Like, I didn't take my kids on 67 hikes a week. I took them, I think maybe on three, the entire quarantine. I told Ken to rollerblade up and down the driveway where I could see her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, why isn't that enough? You, ugh. why isn't it enough? Because there are so many people that project or put out there this message that it's not, that you should be doing more, that they're doing more, so you should be doing more. But if they are can they juggle this. You? But here, yes, this is what we're going to get into is like fake mom life versus mm -hmm. real mom life. True story. And, you know, I social think social media mom life, I think we should call media it. Social media mom life. Because that's really where it is. There's so many people and don't get me wrong, guys. I have perfect moments with my kids. They are oh, few and far between, but I do. And I have moments where my like this is the thing about motherhood that no one really tells you. You're never not going to love your kids. I love my kids for anything. I will take a bullet. I will take a car. Yeah, I will fucking cut a bitch for my kids. We don't give a they shit are my if kids. they want the Happy Meal or not. Like, yeah. we will fucking we cut somebody. love for our kids. But nobody ever tells you, just like nobody tells you in marriage, mm -hmm. that there are going to be points as humans where you don't like each other. Yeah. And you still have, like, you just have this vision. Your kids are babies and they're toddlers and they're just, oh my God, everything that comes out of them is precious. And there's nothing bad for a very long time. Right. And you can't imagine. And sometimes when I talk about being a mom of older kids, are we good with time too? Sorry. I 21. just know. Uh, sorry. I just thought no, about right. that. Sometimes, like, I feel like I talk to my friends that have younger kids and they either think I'm crazy or I'm a bad mom I know. or, you know, cause they just don't get it. But can I just say this? Do you guys remember when you didn't have kids and you would see parents say things or do things? You're like, God, I'll never do that. Uh -huh. If you're not a mom that over time has checked off everything you said you never would do. Uh huh. Like it happens. Like just like you were naive before you had kids and you had kids. You're like, Holy shit. This is not what I expected. Right. Guys, 
when your kids are older, the only way I can describe it is like, holy shit, this is not what I expected. They're just, you love your kids unconditionally, Mm -hmm. but you may not like them sometimes. And nobody warns you about that. Just like when you get married, you think we're married and this is going to be great. And you can be married to your husband for 25 years. Mm -hmm. There are going to be points where you don't like each other. Yeah. You just don't like each other. Yeah. And you have to figure out how to live with that. Yeah. For a little bit of time. I think that and it's a we... really hard thing to understand. Agreed. And I think when we become parents, we kind of have the assumption that, oh, our kids are going to have the same values as us. Our kids are going to think exactly like we do. I'm going to raise kids my kids are... to be exactly the way I need them to be. Yeah, exactly. And then when your kid is not that, anymore. Yeah. You're like, and then you're like, I did not raise you to be like this. Yeah. And they're like, why are you acting like this? This is not how you were taught. Exactly. And then you just you all of a sudden there's a realization that you realize you no longer have control of what your kids are doing. That they're actual individuals. Yeah. And it's scary and it's terrifying, especially if you're a control freak. And it's no longer this cute little baby that you have full power over what they do and say. Right. And it's a whole new level to your parenthood to being a parent that is so crazy. So going back to like the fake social media life mm-hmm. is that there are so many parents who I will say for the most part, the parents I see who are like this, their kids are still at the age where they can still kind of control what they wear, what they say, what they do. <laughs> because when they are that age, you can make things look a little more perfect than they are. If you guys don't notice, I post a lot of pictures of Kennedy and not of Keely. And people probably think, oh, Kennedy must be your favorite child. She's posting. No, you know what it is? Keely's 16. And it's like, do not fucking post a photo of yeah, me. Yeah, Max is getting there now. So oh, my God, like- guys. I'm telling you guys right now, all of a sudden, your kids are going to get to an age mm-hmm. where they're going to be like, mom, stop. Yeah. And they're not like saying it to be an asshole right. or to be mean. They're well, like, I mean, and it's they're going right. to go, my it's- friends follow you. Please don't post a picture of me anymore. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, and again, when your kids are younger, you have that you have that judgment call to do ho- whatever you want. Right. But your kids are going to get to an age where all of a sudden they tell you that they're upset because their friends are seeing it. And they don't want to be seen in that light. And they don't want to be seen under you. Right. They want to be themselves. Exactly. So the reason why I get to post more about Kennedy is because Keely is a individual and she is 16 and she wants to create her own narrative for her life. And she doesn't want to be undermined anymore. And I completely respect that. Yeah. I now ask my kids if I can post something before. Absolutely. And you have to show them. And like, that's the difference is like when they're younger. And if you guys notice a lot of the mom blogs and the people who get to post like that, they have young children, right? Guys, we're on the other side of it. And I'm telling you, if you guys remember what it was like before you were a mom to when you became a mom and how night and day that was, it's the same fucking thing. I'm telling you guys, and you've been through it as when you have little kids as a mom Mm -hmm. and when you have older kids as a mom. And guess what? It's going to be like rebirthing again when we have adult children as children. Because my friends who have kids who are now adults, 
say the same thing. Right. You guys have no idea. Yeah. Like, I'm not not saying that to you guys, to listeners. I'm saying I have had people who have adult children who look at me and say, you have no idea. You're screwed because like you just don't know. Just like when you when you're a mom and you look at your friends who don't have kids, you're like, you don't know what tired is. You don't know what this is. You don't even understand. It's like you think that there's there's that metaphor in every stage of their life. Now, right. with every stage comes amazing perks and happiness and Absolutely. good things. Everything is bittersweet. But it definitely is like nobody warns you about the stage. When you're pregnant with a baby, they're like, what to expect when you're expecting and a baby shower and this and this. I'm like, where are the showers for when you're going to have a teenager? And there should just be like a support group. Yeah, exactly. It should be like the support shower. Yeah. Where like everybody huddles around you and pats you on the back, brings you one bottle of booze instead of a pack of diapers, and then brings you like advice on how to raise a teenager. And then guess what? When our kids are adults, we're going to need the same pep talk. Yeah. Exactly. We need help in all the stages. It doesn't end when they're babies. It doesn't end when they're toddlers. And for anybody that thinks that they have this magic formula and then posts it, it's like the mommy shaming, the body shaming for pregnant women, the body shaming after you've had babies, any the body shaming sort- 10 years after you've had a baby. Guys, like, no, bitch. No. Motherhood is the hardest thing you're ever going to go through. If you go through, if you're wonderful and blessed and lucky enough to go through it, it is so hard. And on top of it, the last thing we need is anybody adding to the guilt or the shame Mm -hmm. or anything. It's just like if you don't have something positive to say to another mom, shut your fucking mouth because this needs to be a positive experience where people support each other because every day as a mom, you feel like you're failing. I just felt like I had to change the mood for a hot second. That is hilarious. Because if you're a mom like us, no matter what you were doing, when you hear that song, you drop down and push it. Yes. Thank you, Amber, for that meme today because we all needed it. That is hilarious. But yeah, just kind of going back into the fact that like, I think it's really intimidating when you're at home. And I think like motherhood can be really isolating Mm -hmm. because like you have said, everybody's going through something. Right. And no matter what age your child is, or even if you have no kids, everybody's going through something. So when you're going through these things, there's so many times that you feel alone because you don't have friends going through the exact same thing at the same time you are. Mm -hmm. So then when you're feeling isolated, you're feeling alone, you're feeling like you don't really know who to go to. And then you go on social media and you see these pictures of people's lives and it just looks like so perfect. And so, you know, I think it can be really discouraging and 
in defense of people who put themselves out there as mom bloggers and things like that, Mm -hmm. I think that they're trying to help. And I think a lot of people are trying to put a positive light out there. And I think that there's a really good intention with 99.9% of the moms who are out there doing that kind of stuff. Right. But I also think that just like anything, just like if we're talking about body image, Mm -hmm. I think now you're starting to see people with real bodies and natural bodies and unfiltered bodies kind of come out and Mm -hmm. just show it and not care. And then you have Khloe Kardashian who's like, Oh, an unedited photo of me, which FYI, she still looks amazing in, Mm -hmm. got released. And now they're putting cease and desist out because God forbid a photo that hasn't been totally perfected and edited is out there. I mean, it's a fucking Kardashian. But this is kind of what I mean, though. It's the same thing of like, now we're starting to see natural bodies out there and accepting it, right? Mm -hmm. Now... I'm starting to see moms like birds papaya. If you don't follow them, I highly recommend you follow them. Who's showing her body post-pregnancy. And she has an amazing, beautiful body covered in stretch marks. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth of it. And I think there's just like, there's so many expectations from the second you have a baby to like what your weight needs to look like, what Mm -hmm. your body needs to look like, Mm -hmm. what your kids should look like, what your kids should be eating, what your kids should be doing, what your kids like, Like you said, there's like no matter what economic class you are, there's like this unified keeping up with the Joneses of what you should be doing as a mom that's expected of you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's total bullshit. Well, (laughs) so I do I do want to say this. I think that. There is definitely that out there. There's the people who are posting things, who are making things feel. It's like the same thing with like the couples who post their things and all of a sudden, surprise, surprise, six months later, they're getting divorced. Like, why do you post that stuff? Like, and and I think honestly, all of this comes down to people's egos. I think it all comes down to that. So you have people who are posting all of this like lovey-dovey stuff about their spouse who are posting how perfect their kids are and all of this stuff. Like, I think that not everybody is like that or not everybody goes into it with that intention. I think that you have parents who are like, hey, I'm posting this like it's like the chronic posters, right? Who are constantly like, oh my God, my perfect baby, my perfect baby. Like I see it all the time. And I know like those people personally who are like dying on the inside and are totally like, uh, you know, I'm really insecure about this. I'm insecure about that. And really that's what it all comes down to. The people who are constantly posting about their spouse and then they're all of a sudden getting divorced like six months later. Like, what are you trying to cover up here? Just be real. Be real. Just and I be think real. One of the things that attracted me to Anna before we even were like close as we were was that from day one, I loved how authentic her posts were. Thank you. Um, Because we that. were friends on Facebook before we were ever friends in real life, actually, because Katie Krozak was like knew I was moving to Hamburg and was like, hey, I have a friend, Anna, and like introduced us on Facebook. We became Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we started actual friendship because she's like, oh, you do hair. I'm looking for a new hairdresser. Um, yeah. But one of the things that drew me to Anna, and if if you guys do follow her on Instagram or Facebook, you know this about her is she keeps it real. Right. And I think 
that's so much healthier to see. And I think it's healthier to do. And I think there's an aspect of being authentic. And even when we decided to do this podcast two years ago, Mm -hmm. we had a conversation and we actually had it with our families. I know I had it with my husband Mm -hmm. where we're like, if we fake this for one second, we're done. If we fake our relationships, if we fake any part of it, yeah, we're done. Like one thing that Anna and I can fucking go to bat for is our authenticity. Yeah. Whether it's and if that's the thing that does us under and that's the thing. And we said this, if this is I the mean, thing I that I just told you guys, I don't like my kids. Right. <laughs> like it but doesn't get. I remember when we first did our podcast, like they were like, we were like, if this buries us, then it buries us. Yeah. But at least we know we are ourselves. Exactly. Like then you actually it's like when you meet somebody and or you go on a date and they're like, oh, but they didn't like me and I really brought my best self. Like if you don't like me because I brought who I actually am, then I totally get that because I'm not for everybody. Yeah. But I'm going to be who I am. I'm not going to fuck around with this. I think it would be exhausting to be a persona of somebody and then have to live up to that constantly. It's essentially like living in the circle all of the time. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's crazy. And I just feel like as a parent, even... On your best day, on your best day with your children where you just love them so much and you have an amazing day with them and you go to bed feeling like you did something right as a mom on your absolute best day. There's still a part of you that has fear, that has anxiety, that has because at the end of the day, we all realize that like, you know, I, I would think a lot of us. Well, this is naive. No, I'm just going to say this. At least I know for Anna and I. We were raised by good families and, you know, we have definitely done some shit in our teenage years and younger 20s and maybe still to this day that our parents are probably frown upon. Right. And, and so there just goes to be a point of like we were both raised by beautiful, wonderful, caring, amazing, supportive families. Mm-hmm. And that just does not guarantee that we're going to come out the other side of it being OK people. And a yeah. lot of the reason why I know I'm still standing here today is pure dumb fucking luck that I never either got caught <laughs> or got in a worse or situation arrested. with the shit I did in my life. Yeah. So when you think about that, that is the part that scares you is that there's just a part that is just, it doesn't matter how good of a parent you are. It does not guarantee your child's success. And I think that's a really hard thing to grasp. So, and it doesn't mean that they're going to make the best decisions all of the time. Right. So I feel like I just set up everybody in my life, whether it be social media or my parents, like I kind of parent with this feeling of like hope for the best prepare for the worst. Exactly. Because honestly, that's how it feels as a parent. Like on my best days, I don't go to bed feeling like I'm nailing parenthood. I'm like, maybe we're 60, 40 on this. Like, yeah, there's never like a hundred percent assurance. And even when there are those moments of clarity, when you're like, oh my God, they do listen to the stuff I say. Like there's still so much more behind that. Right. Right. It it just never, it never ends. And I think that's the hardest part of parenting is realizing that your, your kids aren't these things, these like robots that you mold and they're going to act exactly how you want them to act. And they're going to say things. They're going to be interested in what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. If I had a frigging dime for Mm -hmm. every time Max was like, that sounds terrible. Given anything that I wanted to do ever. Like, 
Uh, yeah, I'd be a millionaire. I wouldn't have to work six jobs. Like, <laughs> that's the thing is like, they are their own people. And our job as parents and what I'm learning as they get older is you need to just support those people. Like letting go of the expectation that you have for your kids and realizing they're independent human beings who are sure they will have some traits that are just like yours and they will have some traits that are just like their other parents. But essentially they are their own person. And the worst thing we could probably do is shove them and try to get them into the mold of who we think they should be. Because if you think about who you are compared to your parents, and oh you think if your parents would have shoved God. you into that mold, I'm surprised my parents don't talk to me, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, I mean, it's hard. And I remember growing up, like my dad and I are very different people. We have very different, which is hilarious because, I mean, I was literally raised in his house. But we have very different ideas of like a tradition and traditional roles and all of that stuff. And I mean, for my dad, as traditional as he is, he still had three daughters. So he still taught us how to change our tire. He still taught us like how to freaking chop wood. Like all of the, I was nine years old putting grout in tiles of the house that we were building at the time. Like, so is I'm super grateful for everything that he taught us, but also like he and I really didn't get along when I was living there because we're different people. And I totally see it in a different perspective now where it's, it's hard. It's hard when you're living with someone who you're like, how, how are we related sometimes? Because I don't understand this. And it really is like, now that I'm older, I have such a more, way more appreciation for my parents because I'm like, wow, I really was like, I mean, not that my sisters, my sisters are their own people, obviously, but I was younger by a lot. And I really was just like, I'm going to throw all caution to the wind. And here comes the youngest. And it's like anybody who is the youngest or has a youngest sibling, like, you know, exactly what happens with the youngest. <laughs> they're like the one that they're like, oh, are they still here? Are they still around? Got it. All right. But I mean, that's I think you're the closest thing to an only child as an only child can <laughs> yeah. get. Yeah. An only child had the obnoxiousness of being a first child from mm. their parents because mm. it's the first time they're going through anything. Mm -hmm. But also the naivety of their parents where they could pull the shit that right. a youngest child does. Yeah. Yeah. You're all of it. Oh, man. That's I great. Know. That's great. But it's hard. And it's hard when you're if you're divorced and your child is just like your ex that can be super triggering and sane for a friend and like it that is really hard though i have yeah. a lot of friends who are divorced and when their child the time that they don't get along with their child mm. is when they're fighting with their child and their child fights with them just like their ex did. oh it's so hard and guys it happens all the time all the time actually as a married woman, I was going to say when I fight with Keely, it's because she has the same triggering moments for me that my husband would. Right. It's the same things. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's just that like where my husband and I hit heads is where my daughter and I hit heads. Right. And then by the time you get to your kids, you're exhausted because you already had this fight with your husband <laughs> in some metaphorical way 
within 24 hours. Right. And then you have to revisit this fight with your kid. And you're trying to remember this is your child. Mm -hmm. And this is their first fight of the weekend. And this is like your 15th. So, yeah. And that's what's so hard, hard is like, I mean, and I was saying this to, um, to someone who was a new mom. I'm like, listen, this is the hardest part of your life. Like parenthood is the hardest part. However, it's also where you learn the most about yourself. Yeah. If you're open to it. Yeah. If you're open to it. Oh, yeah. 100%. I feel like even if you're not open to it, you're still going to get smacked in the face with a bunch of shit. (laughs) I mean... Uh, for yeah, real. so it's just whether you want to be prepared for it or blindsided. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pick your poison. But it is. It's super hard because then, I mean, this entire year has been like, how am I showing up as a parent? Like, I hate that I, I'm a yeller. I hate that I'm a yeller. I really try to reel it in. But it's like this knee-jerk reaction, mm-hmm. right? So trying to do that. And then, and like I said, when I was talking to my therapist about this, I think the important thing is like, when you have that awareness about what you're doing and how you're acting towards your kid and you take that moment to kind of step back, like, why isn't that enough that you have that awareness? Like you do not change overnight. Nobody changes overnight. And having that awareness is the first step to actually making any kind of change. So that should be enough right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like we've, we're all coming out of a year that was bananas. And we were all asked and tasked with shit that felt impossible at times. So I think that treating ourselves with compassion and treating ourselves with kindness is the only way to get through this. And that means whatever that means for you, right? Whether it's giving yourself a break, whether it's really looking at, okay, what have we done good over the past year? Or what have we done good over the past like three months? I mean, who cares? Like, I I think we just need to take, yes, there's always going to be that societal pressure on us. Always, always, always about being thin, about being a perfect mom. Exactly. Being a perfect wife. Being a perfect friend. Yeah. Being a perfect everything. But we can't control that. The only thing we can control is our reaction to it. So maybe when you get triggered by those things, stopping and being like, okay, why is this bothering me right now? Like, why is somebody else's behavior? Like, what is it about me? Like when I see people who are posting all that shit on Facebook or on Instagram about all this time they're spending with their kids, I'm getting aggravated by it because I'm not doing that. Because it's making me feel guilty and it's because it's my own insecurity. It's my own shit. Yeah. It's totally our own shit. It's our own insecurity about not feeling like we're doing enough. That's what it comes down to. So it doesn't even matter. These people are always going to be out there doing that stuff. Absolutely. And it's their own insecurity that's making them have to post everything on social media. Right. So that's what I mean. So it's just like this really toxic wheel (laughs) of insecurity. insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's either their insecurity or ours. And it's just not healthy. And Mm -hmm. I know that we went down like a total dark hole in this podcast. But really, the reason why we always want to be authentic and will be authentic with you guys is because honestly, I hope that it there are other people out there who can relate to this side of it. Right. That help you make 
that help make you feel mentally validated in how you feel because I know sometimes how alone and isolated I feel when I feel like, am I the only mom that feels this way? Right. Because that makes it feel worse. Yeah, So exactly. we're just here to tell you this is how we feel about things. And if it can be an example to you of that you're not alone, right. then I hope it is. And I hope that it's out there for the moms who don't fit the mold or the moms who don't know where they fit at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like as a mom, you're just endlessly searching for a life raft, right? Right. You're endlessly searching for a perfect answer. Mm -hmm. You're endlessly searching for some kind of shortcut or some type of reassurance of validity that, you know, everything's going to be okay in the end. And I think, unfortunately, parenthood is the one Thing you kind of jump head first into that you really have absolutely no control where it goes. Yeah. And uh, projecting your own shit onto it is just making it 80 times yeah. more stressful for you. Balancing everybody else's expectation mm-hmm. adds more stuff to your plate. And I think as we listed, like I'm a flawed person. I clearly have a lot of issues in my own life that, you know, I'm working on. And, uh, you know, I'm not a perfect person and I'm not here to by any means preach what I'm doing, but I'm working through my shit just like everybody else is in their day to day. Absolutely. And I hope that every day I learn something and get a little more clarity and figure these things out. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's an impossible thing being a mom. And that's what we are here to talk about. And I mean, we are by no means a self-help podcast. Yeah, we are not. Jesus Christ. Let's yeah. be honest here. We, but, I'm getting teletherapy tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I've been getting it a yeah. lot longer than that. But I think that the important thing is like, I mean, just from being in therapy for a long ass time and also just living life. And I think the older you get, the more aware you become of your own boundaries, of your own patterns, of how you show up to things, how you even I like how you argue with people. Right. I think that with age, you know, comes obviously Botox, but also (laughs) an awareness of how you show up to things. And I think that the more that we start to realize that we are human beings trying to navigate the different situations that come into our lives, the more we can start to be a little more open-minded. Yeah. And a little kinder to ourselves. I think that's really what it comes down to. Like we're triggered by everything. Yeah, absolutely. And we can either keep living in a world where we just keep getting triggered (laughs) or we start to actually think, okay, what is it about me that is making this upset me? Yeah. A little self-awareness never hurt anybody. Amazing. 
we wanted to add a little levity to the end of the episode. Is I mean, that the right word to use? Who knows? Yes. I'm so tired. I'm so um, tired. This is the latest we've recorded in a long time. I know. It kind of is. Yeah. Um. So I spent my Mother's Day with my son playing hot cross buns on his recorder. And that brings us into the end, which we do want to talk is like the highlights of parenthood because. Oh, my God. My God, do those highlights really carry the negative shit right over that bridge? They really do. It's like labor. It's like you go through labor. (laughs) It's fucking hard as shit and everything happens. And then like five years later, someone's like, how was your labor? You're like, I think it was good. I don't remember. Actually, I mean, I know there were some issues, but like he has my eyes. Yeah, (laughs) but he is super sarcastic and I love him for it. And I do. I love those little assholes so much. Oh, my God. So much. And And it's just like all uh, those painful recorder concerts and those times that they say things and like that are so mean. And then those times that you realize you did create a little human and they do things. And I will say this. The second that you give in and realize that they're going to be their own individuals, they are totally going to surpass any expectation you had of them possibly being anything like you. I know. Don't let them be like you. Let them be them. Because when you let them be them, they blow your mind way more than if you put them under the expectations of being you. You know you. You know you. You, You're you. Let them be them. Because then you get this privilege. Yes. Of meeting someone who may not be like you, but who fucking loves you completely. And they're the coolest person. And there are times where, like, as a mom, I I have to, like, channel my children mm. because they're better than me. Sometimes they, your kids can be the worst parts of you. Right. But they also can be the best parts of uh, you. Exactly. And you have to remember that. Give faith in who you are as a person and know that your kids have a good shot of doing well in this world just because you're also giving them the best of you. Yes. And also don't base it on their behavior around you. Ask other people how they act. Oh yeah. Your kids will always be the worst with you. They will. The worst. The worst. I'm like, Oh my God, was my kid an asshole? And people are like, Oh, they're super pleasant. They're a joy. Yeah. You're like joy or job. Did you miss? (laughs) Is that that supposed to be a B or a Y? I think they wrote this wrong thing on your report card. You're a job. Your job. Oh, my God. Yeah, for real. Oh, my God. I had this whole conversation with my friend about that. Like how we're like, what? My kid? Yeah. Is there is this someone else's report card? What is going on there? And when you see another mom struggling, like before you like literally and I'm I'm going to do this like in person right now. Anna's saying here for you point the finger. No, she's pointing. You point the finger, put your hand in a point sign and you point the finger at someone, turn your hand over and offer help. Oh, for real. It's that fucking simple. Wow. You want to point the finger, turn your hand over and ask for help or put your hand up and say, stop and just walk away from whatever the situation is. I love this. You're dropping some wisdom here. But for real, because it's like just either walk away if it triggers you, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe confide in your closest friends because what are your closest friends there for? Right. But like if you and I'm going to go back to this, like as far as moms supporting moms, Mm -hmm. realize that in whatever situation that mom is in, whether it seems grandiose and amazing or whether it's the worst thing in the world, everybody is going through their shit. Yeah. 
So be there for each other or walk away and don't be there at all. Yeah. But don't put yourself in a position where you're triggered by it because you just have to realize that we all need to support each other. And this is really fucking hard. So hard. Yeah. Every day. And the last thing we need is to turn on each other, guys, because we are all we have. Exactly. We can't expect the dads to be there for us. Ooh, we're going to get a lot of shade from that <laughs> comment. Ooh, the no. dads, the dads are there for us, but like we are the people who have literally gone through this together, guys. Right. Right. The moms have to be there for each other in a way that only moms could be. I can't go to a bunch of dads and be like, your wives don't want to be with you on Mother's Day. <laughs> like you can't. You say know what? That. Maybe we should do that, though. I mean, maybe, maybe we should, should get be... the dads on board. Yeah. But like they what I'm know. saying is like moms get moms. Right. Yes. So if we get each other, we have to support each other in yeah. whatever way that is. I'm not throwing shade to the dads. I, I promise she you. Did. She totally appreciated <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I she have did. an amazing husband who would do literally anything. But there's just a code with moms that we just get and God love those dads. And as much as they try, but there is a reason why father's day goes off a lot smoother than mother's day. Mm -hmm. And that recorder playing was for you, Mike Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Thanks your so much for listening guys. This actually felt really good to get back to our roots of like talking about important things on this podcast. Yeah. You're welcome for not talking about Bravo. And I also, mean, sorry for not talking about all Bravo. the self-control in Ugh. the world to not talk about Bravo. So bad. Yeah, it's OK. It might be coming. Can I just share one thing? Because yes. I may Please. have maybe crossed over. I started watching Ted Lasso on Apple <gasps> TV. I love Ted Lasso. Jason Sudeikis, you son of a bitch. Ah. I knew it. I still would I rather sleep it. with Harry Styles. I knew it. Watch Mother's Day. That Watch Mother's Day. Oh, for Jason. Okay. For Jason Sudeikis, watch Mother's Day. Because that mustache gonna... and Ted Lasso, I can't. Like, you have to watch but, Mother's oh Day. Oh, my God. He's so sweet. I'm like, Ted Lasso. You are the last person to get on this train. We all know Jason Sudeikis is amazing. Okay. All I'm saying <laughs> is, if given the option... Jason Sudeikis. No, Harry Styles all day or day. Watch Mother's Day. All right, fine. But I'm just <laughs> saying I would rather bang Harry Styles. <laughs> but I'll do it. And then I'll report back next week. Jason Sudeikis. Also, Ted Lasso is a phenomenal show. If you have not seen it, watch it. I'm going to send you every Jason Sudeikis movie oh, for in your Amazon sake. cart because you have no idea <laughs> because actually the funniest thing. And for those of you who are Sudeikis fans out there, Sudeikis. I know you will agree with me. Right. You and him would actually be an amazing fucking couple because he's funny and smart and witty and smart in a way that's not obnoxious. He's really fucking good. He's pretty freaking hot. And all he when him mm. and Olivia Wilde got together, mm -hmm. he talked about how they had so much sex all the time. Like, Kenyans. I mean, I don't like that he was talking about that. They both did. They were like talking about their sex life for a, a while. That's weird. I feel like that's weird. I just think he felt like he nailed his dream girl. And he was just like so Lost happy. It. Yeah, I know. Enter Harry Styles. Whatever. Team Jason. All right. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye.